Riot for the Kingdom. Welcome to episode 27 of Let's Riot. We are currently in our Lent series where we are taking a long, hard look at the beliefs that have become normal in our lives, but actually don't line up with scriptures. Today, we are chatting about disciplines and religion. I'm your host, Shannon Gressley. Let's Write is a podcast produced by The Bud Co., where we create space to learn about and practice heavenly rhythms for our everyday and get real about hard questions we face as God's people. To find out more about The Bud Co., check us out on Instagram at The Bud Co. or online at thebudco.org. I am in love with our Lent series because I have a passion for lies that root themselves in our everyday lives and don't produce fruit. I am all about God's people taking a long, hard look in the mirror and saying, do I actually believe God or am I just saying I believe in him? Today, we are digging into a topic that I've wrestled with probably for the past seven years or so. It's this conversation around relationship versus religion. We hear it a lot, at least in the Christian community. We are made for relationship, not religion right? You've heard it. And if you haven't heard it yet, you will one day. Honestly, I don't love the saying. And I know that sounds taboo and you're like, what the heck? What am I listening to? What does she believe? But let me explain myself. If you've not heard the saying before, or you need a refresher, this saying basically points to the argument that following Jesus has more to do with our relationship with him than the institution of religion. And in fact, that institution might just be outdated and may have become an idol for some. Now, I don't necessarily disagree, but I think we can't throw out the baby with the bathwater here because we are creeping into dangerous territory if we do. At our worst, the idea that we are made for relationship rather than religion can morph into this idea, that we'd rather us, broken humans, determine what following Jesus looks like for each of us individually, rather than allowing God to shape how we should be disciples of His We take the Bible and his word and the law out of the picture because we feel like that is just too religious. But guys, we're missing the point of the law and the Bible at large if this is where we are creeping into. You see, the Bible doesn't contradict itself and the Testaments don't replace one another. We aren't Old Testament people or New Testament people. We are Bible people. And what the Bible points to is that the boundaries God puts in place for us all work towards building the most fruitful, flourishing life for us individually and as a society. But He, God, gets to determine what that looks like for us, not us. This is why I have fallen in love with disciplines. And I know when you hear disciplines, at least if you haven't been here uh, very long, you may think, man, that's dry and outdated and religious and performance-based. But that's not at all what the heart of disciplines is. And if you're also wondering what the heck are disciplines, disciplines look like spending time with God 
Sabbathing, meditating, being in service to one another, and the list goes on and on. If you really want to get into disciplines, read my favorite book, Celebration of Disciplines by Richard Foster. It will literally change how you relate to God. Funny how you can mix relationship and disciplines in the same sentence. (laughs) All right, I'm getting off point. But I have fallen in love with disciplines because they are a tangible way we get to agree with and experience God's goodness. Because remember the law and the Bible and the boundaries God puts in place and the practices he creates for us to commune with him all feed into fruitful, flourishing lives in society. In fact, I almost like to think of it as we get to put to the test God's goodness and God's goodness and his faithfulness does not fail us. And when we commune with him and engage in these disciplines with the heart that God, we just want to experience more of you and understand your character and know your goodness. We never get to miss out. We always reap the benefits because that is God's heart for us and the boundaries he's put in place for us. Honestly, what I think we've confused is the spirit of performance and the spirit of commitment. Because yes, when we talk about disciplines and when we get into talk about religion and religious things, performance is a huge trigger point and a huge idol. And I understand why people want to point to that we were made more for relationship than religion when we talk about this, because religion can become a thing that we just check the boxes on and say, I'm a good person. I know God. I am a Christian because I do these things. We want to take our report card into the throne room and say, God, you have to accept me and do these things for me because I've done all of this for you. But that is not how we approach the throne. Yes, we approach the throne in confidence. That's what God's word says. But we approach the confident, we approach the throne confidently because of what Jesus has done for us and the relationship he's invited us into. You see, we think that relationship and religion are at odds when really they go hand in hand with one another. Can I say that? Is that allowed? Because when we put aside the spirit of performance and all of the temptation that comes with that from the enemy, we can pick up the spirit of commitment. Commitment to our God, commitment to our friend, Jesus, commitment to our father and say, yes, you are worth it. Yes, I want to dive in. Yes, I want to know you. Yes, I want to be in relationship with you because guys, newsflash, relationship comes with commitment. It has to be a part of the equation or it's just some nice feeling, some empty name tag that we give Jesus. (laughs) It's like, those situations where I hope you've never been in, but I know I've found myself in where somebody says, oh, this person is my best friend. And you're really thinking, I feel like I don't even know you. That's what happens when we give up the spirit of commitment because we feel like it feels too religious. 
We say, yeah, Jesus is my best friend. He's my savior. He's my good father. And he's like, wait, I, I feel like I don't even like, we don't have a relationship. There's no like commitment to one another here. And yes, Jesus is always committed to us. Don't hear me. Don't get it twisted. He is always for us. He is always extending an invitation and a hand to us to come be in relationship with him. But he tells us that some of us will get to the gates of heaven and say, hey, Jesus, I'm ready to get in. And he'll look at us and say, he never knew us. We cannot confuse the spirit of performance with the spirit of commitment, guys. Because our culture has become saturated with people that don't like to be tied down. We're always wanting to have some free space for what serves us best, for what sounds like the best opportunity for us. And if we're being honest, in our flesh, that doesn't always look like seeking Jesus first. That doesn't always look like seeking his kingdom first. It looks like that new shiny promotion, car, house, trying to have a kid, that relationship. It doesn't always look like surrendering what we have and being disciplined about seeking Jesus and being committed to our good, good friend and our good, good father. So when, and oh guys, the crazy thing is that we can have the spirit of performance. Like I'm going to do all the things that I can and check all the boxes and look really good so that no one can say I'm not a good Jesus follower. And then we take that report card to the father and say, Hey, I did all of this. So now I shouldn't have to be tied down. I should have that new shiny thing. So where is it? You see, when we don't commit to the spirit of commitment, then this new idol of not wanting to be tied down and doing what's best for us can pair with the spirit of performance and we get it all wrong. See, we want all the good parts of following Jesus, if we're being honest, but we don't want him to tie us down. We don't want him to ask for our lives, for our money, for our relationships, for our possessions, time, or talents. We want it to be on our terms where we're in control. And all of that just feeds the monster of fear. If we're being honest, right? Like those are all things that we want control on so that fear can't creep in. And yet we don't have the perspective to see, man, fear is still controlling me if this is how I'm reacting. And if you haven't listened to our first episode on fear in the Lent series, go back. It's a couple episodes back. But that is not our portion in Jesus' name. We want the control because we don't really trust or believe that Jesus is good, that he can and will do what he says he will do. Because it's one thing to read the Bible and hear, oh yeah, God can do all of these things. He can perform miracles. He can intervene. He can comfort me. But I think what we're missing 
is that will part. That God will do greater things than we see in the New Testament and the Old Testament. That he will comfort us. That he will intervene. That he is close to the brokenhearted. And discipline and commitment all feed into this deep, rich relationship where we get to see that God will do these things. We're so afraid of becoming, quote unquote, religious people that we're actually missing out on God's heart for us. We're missing out because we don't even want to go near that because that feels stuffy and weird and like what our grandparents would tell us to do. And guess what, guys? We're probably not going to get it right. I probably don't have it right. And they sure as heck did not have it right. And the Pharisees did not have it right. And yet... God knew all of that. God knew all of that and still said, follow my, my, my commandments. They are for your good. He invited us to practice heavenly rhythms because that is what we were made for. We were made to be citizens of heaven, not dragged down in the fear, in the dirt of this world. We were made to be committed people. We were not made to be performers and there's a difference. And so I don't know where the lies in your life are rooted that say you weren't made to be religious. So give yourself a pass on that. You don't have to be disciplined in that. I mean, God knows you're human. Yes, there is grace. There's abundantly more grace than we ever could imagine or need. But God also invites us into his abundance and says, you were made for more. Don't settle. Don't settle for just my grace. Come experience my power. Come experience my goodness. Have a revelation of who I am. Do not be ruled by fear. Don't be ruled by somebody else's picture of what following me looks like or what it shouldn't look like. Discipline is not religious. It's what we were made for. It's what Jesus practiced. And guys, if Jesus practiced it, it's a pretty good indicator that maybe we should too. It's not how we were graded. It's not a measuring stick of if we're going to get into heaven or not. It's an invitation, an extended hand to come experience an encounter with God. I think religion gets a bad rap because it's this container that mankind built to capture the perfect presence of God, to capture what an encounter with him should or has or whatever looks like. It was just a vessel to point us back to God and it's been misused. It's inflicted wounds. It's told people 
following Jesus has to look this way. And if it looks any other way, you're doing it wrong. And all of that is not God's heart for us. But we cannot become people that get to decide what's best for ourselves, that gets to decide what following Jesus looks like for ourselves. Jesus modeled it for us. God says, I know what's best for you. And that seems a little bit radical to say in today's world, and I get that. But I also don't want this generation to miss out on encountering God in the ways that he designed, on reaping the abundance that he promises us in his discipline and his word. I think a lot of us wonder, where is God in my everyday? How do I even encounter God? And then we read about how God's people encountered him for thousands of years. And we say, ah, that's outdated. I need a new version. As if God's weight isn't actually good enough for us, that he needs to update it or there was an expiration date on it. And I just don't buy it. And I'm giving you permission right now that the disciplines that we see in the Bible aren't going to look exactly the same in 2020. And you know what? That is okay. But the heart behind it, man, that's what matters. The belief behind it that says, God said I would encounter him in this and I believe God. I don't just believe in him. In fact, I think that's the difference between the spirit of religion and performance and the spirit of commitment and discipline. Religion says, I believe in God. I'm good. Look at all all the things that I've done. And the spirit of commitment and discipline says, I believe God. So I am engaging in this and committed to it because I am committed to being a faithful disciple to Jesus. It all feeds into relationship. But the two aren't at odds. Mm-hmm.